Hello and welcome to White Centipede Noise Podcast. I'm Oscar Brummel, and today my guests are Door of Network Glass and Jason Krumer, talking about a new album they have out now on Misanthropic Agenda. If you like what I do here at White Centipede Noise Podcast, please support it at patreon.com slash white centipede noise. This episode of White Centipede Noise Podcast is brought to you by Misanthropic Agenda. Out now, Network Glass and Jason Krumer, prerequisite CD. Prerequisite is the first collaboration between Network Glass and Jason Krumer. Developed from an adaptation of John Cage's Fontana mix, came a long, brewing, but unlikely marriage of contrasting attitudes and approaches to sound work. Available at misanthropicagenda.com and everywhere where good noise is sold. this isn't a prop sorry just keep on so so welcome to white centipede noise podcast jason krumer and door jason's uh milling around there with some coffee um yeah so thank you guys for sitting down with me and chatting um i wanted to talk to you guys because you guys just released a new collaboration album together on misanthropic agenda called prerequisite which i have here so um super interesting killer album and uh just want to yeah talk to you guys about what that's all about so uh jason i talked to you once before on the podcast and we talked for quite a while so uh i'm gonna jump in by asking you door um kind of a maybe annoying (laughs) open-ended question but can you kind of just introduce yourself and like Tell a little bit kind of about what you do before I start going into it. Because, I mean, I'm familiar with the work, but maybe you're not as known in, like, the, you know, harsh noise with a capital HN yeah. circles as... Probably not. But, but you know, there's... So so please just kind of t- tell me about what you do and Network Glass. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Network Glass is definitely not a noise project, but I don't know, man some computer shit that's all i got to say okay <laughs> that's, uh, that, well, that's 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 good enough um yeah it sums so, it up that is a really interesting uh, well like, very notable obviously part of your work is that it's like really like computer based maybe not yeah. solely computer based but it's computer oriented music very much yeah i mean it's pretty heavily computer based i mean i have a studio full of shit. I just don't really use any of it at this point. Everything I do is pretty based on using a computer, getting source material from, you know, computer space, like virtual spaces and stuff like that. Not really musically oriented at all. That's not really a concern of mine or too much of an interest, which mm-hmm. was what was kind of fun about working on this thing with Jason actually. Because it was like a way different approach for me. I just don't work in those terms at all. So it was kind of fun to like approach it that way for once. Yeah. Or try to. You know, (laughs) I'm the exact opposite gushy fucking crybaby pussy. Yeah. Only thing different. Yeah, I remember. I'm just 
Like, I don't really, on my own work, I don't really care about, yeah, any of that emotion. Well, yeah, that's or, right. that's all all or anything like that. Like, I'm like, like I, 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 the liner notes for the first release, the self titled release you did on uh, No Rent, are like, yeah, compose audio without musical purpose. And it's kind of like a, I guess it's kind of like an interesting flip because I would say, Jason, your work is, I mean, you're like a, you're like a classified as a noise artist, but your noise is some of the most, I would say, musical noise out there and that it has, it's very much informed, seems to be informed and the decisions you make are like based on kind of like emotional, compositional. Yeah, it's like, it's music. I don't like Yeah, exactly, to be exactly. Like, and and, and so like weird music. Door, your work is like, you know, you hear kind of more maybe musical elements in it, like more maybe rhythmical things or repeating kind of things or slightly melodic things, but you're operating from a totally different standpoint. Like, it, so for, for, from a layman, like who doesn't know about when you say sourcing stuff from computers, like, I don't know that much about that whole process. Are you talking about like sourcing audio that you find, or are you talking about like sourcing, like just like data? Well, no, I mean, I'll just use, it depends actually. It's just, my thing is just using anything I can. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll take like a JPEG or something and convert it into like a wave, or I'll just go into like Twitch or like VR chat or something or like a game and just capture video and audio at the same time and then use that as audio source, kind of like field recording. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of like things like rhythm or melt like i do my i try to avoid those things entirely if they occur it's just it happens to happen a lot of stuff i do is sort of randomly put together like for even for this project with jason like i took audio like i took i mean he sent me like what how many hours of material five five hours and then some of that stuff i just took and i had it randomly cut into like like 500 new files and then just had them randomly sequenced again and then worked it that way so in terms yeah so like melody rhythm all that kind of stuff is just that's just if it occurs it's just happenstance honestly and if it does i usually try to just get rid of it mm-hmm I just find the likelihood of occurring is pretty high since it's a foundational <laughs> concept. It's, there, you can't make random stuff about rhythm and melody occurring because it's yes, unavoidable. Can. That's not true. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> you can completely avoid those things. You can. The brain finds them. That's the thing. Is like the brain finds them. The brain finds yes. them, but. The, you that's the thing is like if you're working musically yeah the it's not that the brain finds it's because you're making the brain find it really like because it's like yeah like that right. what is that the right side of your brain that's what's attracted that's where rhythm melody and stuff kind of works so you can uh, if you avoid those things I sound like retarded right now no we can edit it so the thing is the thing with this is if you 
you can't avoid those things and you don't have to use them. You don't have to go for that side of the brain when you're working with sound, you know, like right. it's obviously there's like advantages to it and everything like that, especially if you're working, like if you're thinking about narratives and emotions and sort of like connecting and like that, like idea of like feeling or whatever. Right. But you can work around that. Feeling like there's a way to work around it. You don't need to work with it. Right. It's not necessary for interacting with sound, but you can, you know, and there's like a strength to it for sure. But for me personally, yeah, but there's thing I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Krumer and I have different approaches, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, we have different pretty, like, we're pretty, like, curious about our approaches, yeah. Out now on Absurd Exposition, Zenta Sustained, Serpent Track Patterns 12-inch, New 2022 material from the cult collaborative project between Ryan Bloomer and Sam McKinley. Forthcoming absurd exposition sees from Dodge Jones Rage, Neural, Fold, and Rasalka, with many more releases planned for 2023 and beyond. Plus, over 2,000 items currently in stock at Scream and Ride Distro, a Montreal-based source for experimental electronics, harsh noise, etc., offering affordable shipping worldwide. Visit ScreamandRide.com for ultimate noise power. Tell me then how the final now. album came about. Like, w- Jason, this was this was source you sent to him. Yeah, I just recorded. I'm doing that right now. Actually, just recorded at the studio, Sam's studio in Richmond, Virginia. JK is the engineer. Um, I just basically drank for three days and recorded harsh noise. I set it up to record like live. I had been trying to be sober, so it was a relapse, a massively negative impact on my life in the long term. Um, so I went and got hammered and then, uh, and, um, just did, I, you know, set up with a big mixer, fucking pedals. I was essentially practicing for shows. Well, that's what I was telling myself. Like I was like, I'm not, you know, like I was like, I'm just going to like be in a position to be really loud. Yeah. Um, and like hear shit, like it was played through a PA and like amps and shit and a good mics and yada, yada. And then on my sentence door, and he cut it up in some psycho doorway and then composed from there. Was it material or, that you had intended on using, or did you use any of it? I'm still going to use it for this next thing, but because um, if you hear the original on the door, there's almost no... I mean, you can tell. I can tell. Yeah, I, think that I, I feel like I kept pretty true. You were pretty respectful of this book. Yeah, I didn't want to go but too overboard about it. it. I didn't want it to yeah, sound like yeah. my own thing, you know. Yeah, no, it's definitely not network glass. It's definitely not, no. you know, a groomer either. It was already me just doing harsh noise. So it's like very rarely am I like, I'm just going to work in this genre, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So it was that. The final product is, is really like neither. Yeah. It really is like a really unique collaboration. Cause it doesn't sound like either of you, but it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like both of your work it's there, but it's like a very new, new project what does the meaning of the title prerequisite and were there any other like beyond the concept of you know just the sound exchange were there any other like concepts or ideas not really it was hacky it was hacky at best um it's just a noise cd man like there was there was i had a bunch of fucking ideas but like um everybody has a bunch of ideas there's not really a meaning um yeah we had a lot of conversations though about yeah we kind of had a lot of conversations about it but then would always kind of go back towards like let's just make like a fucking harsh noise album right we're like we, we don't 
Let's like be super fucking brutal ever. Like let's be brutal. This will be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. It was what pretty like some of the other yeah, conversations yeah. earlier conversations about or like what were you guys kind of like milling over or considering? Or terrible. <laughs> um well, oh, I don't know. They were private conversations mostly, but it was like we really just wanted to do a collab. We had talked about yeah. it for a really long time. Yeah. Um and we are trying to get people to purchase that collab. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't care if they purchase it or not. No, yeah, don't, don't buy it. Yeah, don't buy it. How was this collaboration process different from other collaboration processes that you've both had? Because Jason, you do, you've done a handful of very, I think, purposeful. You 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 have like meanings behind the different. Collaborations and projects. I'm always on the other end. There is a meaning behind this, but I'm just not really trying to spoon feed it. Um, I okay. think you could just listen. to I'm the not thing. talking about meaning yeah. behind the album, but like, but you know, kind of in terms of like your discography, it seems like you know your different collaborations or albums kind of have like different kind of symbolic or or purposes in. They do, but it's just to me. Like my life feels epic to me, so my body of work <laughs> is epic. I don't. I, I don't have any fucking delusion that like someone else. You know what I, I mean? Like it's delusion so about my epic life. <laughs> about exactly. I'm just so fucking extreme, man. Like. <laughs> but, but then what? What are these? What? What? What boxes are so to speak? Did this? Did this collaboration check off for you personally? Okay, it checked off the. I, it's the last thing that has my name on it. Box. It, it was loosely based on Cage Box. It was a collab with Dorch. I've wanted to do Box, so all those are done. Um, and now, if I come back in ten years and use my name on something, I can. It can be anything because it's. This is already like stuffy because there's some cagey shit, and it's super brutal. So I. Be, it's like kind of like a fucking palate cleanser. It is for sure. Yeah. So, so, so there you gave it away because you, you, you whatever you were being cagey with that information. Horror movie where at the end they're like, "Is he really dead?" Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> but that doesn't have anything to do with Dor, and I feel bad even bringing him into it. That's like that was my personal logic. Well, Jason, let's go to you then, real quick, and then because you are in the studio right now. And last time we talked, we kind of talked about your whole discography, and we ended. It was right before uh, Thin Ice had come out. So Thin Ice has now come out. What are your reflections on that album and it's and being finished with that project? And uh, what are you recording now if you're going to be done with your name? I'm recording something that whose name I don't know yet. I'm just trying to have it be like a band name and not just my name. But I don't know what that is yet. I'm having a couple titles, but I'm not going to a spitball new band titles on the internet. But um, no, I don't know, dude. Let's hear it. You well, now, <laughs> I told you, I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, but, um, but yeah, interview that, that, that we cut out. That, there were some pretty good ones. That <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. Those were all bad. Those were bad. Um, I don't know. I was talking to Rosie this morning. We're like doing wedding stuff, which I'm excited about. Um, and uh, it's fun to talk to her from the hotel, weirdly. But um, about mutilation. It's like mutilation. Plus retaliation in one double brutal word. That's a good one, yeah. Pretty fucking cool, huh? <laughs> What's, is the recording that you're doing right now? Is it is it any different in Sonics or or or? It's so wimpy. It's just like it's really, really, really beautiful. I mean, crap. Okay, it's a lot of it's notes. 
music, very much obvious music. And um, what? How do you feel about closing off with uh, Thin Ice? How do you feel about Thin Ice being on? The oh, board? it's awesome! It's like the best thing I ever did. Like it's yeah, it's a great it's a great way to end. But I felt like it was also like not fully representative. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's great. It's a great way to end. Like it's a super good record. Like it's yeah, it did all the crap that I've been trying to do. Um, it's not very easy to pigeonhole. I don't really know how to talk about it. It's hung over this year in a weird way. So yeah, it's over. Thankfully. <laughs> um, no, I'm into it. It's a good one. Uh, no, the nice is great. It's the end. Um, I kind of wanted to start a band with Door. I want to start a band that's less not a band, but like a project. Like, I'm really fucking sick of being, like, the keeper of some fucked up narrative. Like, I'd rather just generate audio and be, like, here. Yeah. But. How do you guys So I'm doing that right now. Uh, We met in Baltimore. There we go. That's it. Krumer moves there. Yeah, Yeah, that's all. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to do a quick costume change here. Oh, God. And, uh, Dor, your, your work, um, your, your recent LP, actually, which I had, I was going to, hold on, I'm going to do something real quick. Do it. I'm here. Sorry, guys. I'm just getting ready for other things, too. It's cool. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone? Wait, he fucked yeah. off, too? Here we go. <laughs> he fucked up. He's oh, we are so bad. Is that visible? It's so much harder to get up my own ass with someone that I know. <laughs> so here's 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 your recent LP on um, the label. What's sorry? What's the matinee? Reserve matinee. Reserve matinee. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me about that record a little bit? Uh yeah. So that record was. Hold on a second. I have to do something on my computer. Um. <laughs> that record was I got asked to do that record a while ago it got kind of s- trapped for a while because of COVID and the record plants but I pretty much was like well if I'm going to do a record I want to do something that's about the medium of it being a record you know mm-hmm. I like again like I'm not crazy interested in making like an album of music or something like that. So I wanted to do this record that kind of functioned more like sort of like an art object, really like an interactive sound piece that you could use. So I had to get, I had to, I don't know, work through like, I worked with like three different cutting engineers to get that record done because Mm. of the way the lock grooves are set up. Mm. It was kind of like an ordeal actually, because they were, since the locks are like within, you know, it's like usually if you're hearing locks on something, it's like a little bonus thing at the end or whatever, right. you know, but I wanted them to be sort of like integral to the actual work. Yeah. So that's why there's like such a large set of them. So, I mean, the record's impossible to listen to straight through. Like, yeah, you can't experience it in a linear way, really. And I'm, I, I hope that people just kind of like, do whatever the fuck they want with it really you know because i mean you could just let it play forever if you want or 
let get stuck in a lock and then go somewhere else, like whatever. But generally, like if I'm doing anything that's like a physical medium, I kind of want to like play with that medium, you know, like same thing, like with tapes I've done for Jason, where it's like four or like, what was it, like three, four minute tapes or something like that? Yeah. You know, four, three, fours. Yeah, yeah. With the clown nose. With the clown nose. Yeah. Right. Or I just did, and then I just finished uh, Master for a Lathe, and that one has like 13 locks. I just finished this CD that's like 99 tracks, and they're all, it, you know, it comes with like a prompt. You have to like follow a prompt to listen to the CD. Yeah. You know, it's the tracks well, are. We're right with the least bitchy album. Huh? <laughs> what? It's What's your most mean? direct album. What? <laughs> this one? This, this one, one, yeah. This one, yeah. This is the most straightforward thing. Yeah, yeah. I like doing it. This one, I mean, this one will, I think, satisfy a lot of different... I think it'll satisfy I both like of your core well. fans, and it'll also satisfy the people that just want a great... I wonder. I doubt it. I kind of think it's too everything. For every for like, like there's like too much like wah pedal and just like corny noise boy shit from me for the for doors folks, and it's way too fast for my people who are like you know I like the amplified sound of the blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> I, don't I mean, I don't even know what people like about what I do. I have no clue. So. What do you? I really don't. Um, I think it's really good. Um, people have been like, I like it, but it's also short. You know, if anything short, something you can think is good. Right. Yeah, short's good though. It has short to be short, good, otherwise yeah. it'd be like draining, which is fine too. I mean, it could be true. We could do a follow up that's like two hours long. You know. I think we should do like a ten hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's short. It's very short it's and sweet. Um, I have a question for you, Dor, because I'm I'm cur- I'm kind of interested in computer. I'm not super knowledgeable about computer music, but I'm but I'm but I'm very interested in it. And like, what what can you say are some of your driving sonic obsessions or like driving motivations when you are working with sound? Because like, okay, like a like a stereotype might be like a harsh noise guy who likes doing his analog pedal noise really likes the warm textural crunchy sound, for example. That's like a kind uh. of but like, but yeah, like, yeah. What sort of things are you like tapping into, and like, oh, that's what I love. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm. That's what you know gets me off in 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 the sounds that you are working with. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually like think with those terms when I'm doing stuff. I like a lot of times too. Even if, if I like like something or I find myself feeling like pulled towards something, I usually just like delete it. Yeah. Or like cut it out entirely. I try not to like think that way with, I mean, I mean, again, there's like a place for that, but for me, I just try not to like focus on that at all. I just kind of try to just take sounds, not be concerned with what exactly they are or how, what they do or how they're interpreted and just kind of let see what I can see where I can put them and see how they can like work together versus, Oh, I'm really after this sound. And with working with the working with software, it's easier to do that. Right. You know, you're not like you're not working with it like hardware, so you're not in this like linear fashion of like putting things together. It's just more open. And I like 
I also like just like, you know, I work with, I work in, I use Linux, so I'm always kind of like digging around in my computer anyway. Yeah. So that kind of goes hand in hand with like how I work. Like I don't necessarily always use like audio production software or anything like that. Sometimes I just use like basic like command line stuff of like, you know, cut this up X amount of times or whatever, you know, or like mix these things together without me hearing it. And then whatever outputs, that's what I'm going to use. You know, I don't necessarily even like listen to what I'm using. You know, sometimes I'm just looking at the waveforms and that's really it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, all that's much easier than a computer. Like what, what in terms of, in terms of like the staging or like the, like the time-based like assemblance, you know, is there some sort of musical or, or, or sequential thought or, is, or are you able to kind of remove human decision from it like do you do, do, do yeah you yeah no i do i do a do lot of things just like removed a human decision or human impulse from from the music with the software well so i like try to just i don't know i try not to even think about that i don't know i don't i don't like yeah i, just, I don't i don't put things together in that way at all mm-hmm. like i don't i wouldn't even say what i do is like compositional really like I just, I really just like, I don't think about, oh, this is going to be this long. This is when this part's going to happen. It's just more like, all right, let's just put these things together and see how the work comes out. And whatever the result is, is sort of the result. You know, I, I just, I did something recently too, where I, I took some files, put them together, stretched them out, had them randomly sequenced. And then I was like, all right, that's it. That's done. I didn't even listen to it. And then I sold some CDRs of it. <laughs> cool. I still haven't listened to it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it two CDRs that you had to listen to on two different sound systems, and I still haven't listened to it. Um, maybe I will. I don't know. Was that the uh, same process and working in prerequisite? Same kind of No, prerequisite was a little different because I had to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not, yeah, it, wasn't my, it wasn't my work myself, you know. I'm, like, working with somebody else, so I'm like, I've got to be respectful of their approach. Both were respectful. Like, like when I got back, like track one or whatever, the actual prerequisite song, I was like blown away that you didn't destroy it. I mean, it's destroyed, but yeah. like, I was like, oh, it's still, it's still there, you know? Um, yeah. So, I didn't, yeah, I didn't the, think it was that destroyed. Um, was incredibly respectful of the material. Yeah, because usually if I do work with somebody else, it's more like I give them like a prompt to do something like, I had I would I had someone like I was like okay like I'm I put together a bunch of text from 4chan and Reddit and like Monster Energy Drink reviews and then shuffled the text on my computer and I was like here's the text prompt drink a monster while you read it and then they like sat in a Walmart parking lot drank a monster and read it for me and then I was like okay that's it and then I just did whatever with it. I didn't even, you know, then same thing. I just like, you know, cut it up randomly or chose stuff and didn't really let myself get too attached to anything that was going on. It was more about the sounds that are coming of this person reading this text that they have no connection to. So was, you know, Jason, you mentioned 
this album has something to do with Cage. Is that coming from your side, Jason, or is that r- more like in terms of Doris? We Dorf. talk about this shit all the time, but I don't really know what I want to advertise. But, you know, like, I, mean, I don't know. That's like, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, I know about this uh, and that. Like, I don't know. I feel weird talking about this shit anymore. Um, <laughs> but yes, it was, there was a, one of the things was just distorted John Cage that I sent to Door to make even more distorted. Uh-huh. That was one of the one of the pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your fun, your Fontanamix cover. It was Fontanamix. It was track five, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe four. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was my Fontanamix cover, which was like blacked out, completely out of ideas in the studio. Like, you know what? <laughs> it was like that. So then I was like, let's just run this YouTube video of Fontanamix through a bunch of distortion metal. <laughs> send it to Dor. <laughs> so, Dor, your, your your process sounds very, very, very cage informed, and just in terms of this kind of like scattering of the sticks, and that is a piece. You know, you're. You, I I'm really fascinated by the fact that you choose to remove things that are appealing to you. That's a really, I think, uh, bold and important thing to do sometimes. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in that. You know. And then that's also an easy way to get lost into things like rhythm or melody or whatever, you know, because it's just yeah. sort of like what you get attached to. But I've kind of learned to like not get attached to those things anymore. Yeah. I just like, I did a process where I just kind of stopped actively listening to music for a few years, like fully. And it sort of helped me kind of like re-engage sound. So I like, I wasn't normal. I like, I don't really respond in the same way anymore to music now. Which is cool. It's weird sometimes. Like I tried, I tried listening to like a Cramps record one time, and I was all I could hear was like, I was like, Reverb. no, I could just hear like what the what a guitar sounded like or something, and I was like, damn, I kind of hate what guitars sound like. I guess. Mm-hmm. But you, know, you I like love James Brown. It's like so guitar-y. What is that? I guess nobody. You like love James Brown. It's super guitar. That's true. It's not like I listen to James Brown all the time, or you know what I'm saying, or listen to yeah, anything all the time. I, yeah, but it's guitar. But I, yeah, I guess Cramps is more like up your ass guitar. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just like I don't know. I don't, I don't listen. I don't hear those things. Like I don't know. I, I, I hear music in a much different way now. I don't know. It's weird. I have like a, I have a weird relationship with music. I don't love it. Yeah. I, it's, I like it. You know, it's cool or whatever, but it's not my favorite way of like dealing with sound and art in general, I guess. Does it have, does it have an emotional response to anything? Uh, Not as much as I used to. I can disengage a lot more than I used to, or I guess I, maybe I just disengage more subconsciously or something now, Mm -hmm. but I mean, yeah, there's a place for that. It's just like, I don't know. It's not the only way to deal with sound. You know, it doesn't have to be about like that connection. There's other ways. And it's just sort of this thing where working that way has kind of changed how I just deal with sound in general. Like, I don't know. I used to feel like I, you're, I feel like you always kind of search for, which I guess for me is like sort of this like failure of John Cage is that like this idea of like everything is music sort of, kind of reduces how you can interact with sound in general because you're just sort of always looking for that. Like, I don't know if you hear like a train or a car go by, like you hear your brain, like maps this rhythm 
you know, instead of just hearing that sound, like you interpret it differently. And I've just tried to move away from that. And I kind of have in my personal life, I guess. Mm-hmm. How was the back and forth between you guys working on this record? Because, you know, you work in, this is your style of working. And like we've kind of talked about, is Jason, your work is much, much more musical. Was there a lot of kind of like, was there any tension or well, back and forth? Or I don't like it like that or, or anything or... No. Yeah. No, there was. There was. I was like, take the gong out. I hate the fucking modern music gong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you wanted. Yeah, I was like, yeah. You're like, whoa. Where's this gong? <laughs> you know. But it was back and forth. It was. A, it was a compromise yeah. on both ends. Like we both we worked together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not a pure document of either of us. So, um, it's just. I think it's good. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Are there any inherent characteristics of, or like aesthetic characteristics of computer-based music to you, Dor? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really like a lot of computer music for that reason, because it's like it just sounds like computer music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you know, you could do some like randomly generated like whatever shit, and it. I don't know. It's like you you know you know it when you hear it, you know what I mean? Like you can it's like you hear the same patterns, you hear the same sounds, like it's like you hear the same software the same way you hear the same gear, you know? Yeah. Like Do you think that's inherent or do you think that's kind of like like genre aesthetic? I think it's sort of I think it's a little bit inherent with like the software people use and like the the approaches that are used, you know, it's just sort of like this is how you make it. You know, like this is how you make. I think it's uh, more the. I think it's more the kind of conclusions you reach with the software that you use. Like you know, so you like you like like I got a fucking Sherman filter bank recently, and was like, oh wow, like all these records that I thought was this amazing process are just this fucking thing out of the box, and it's like I see how everyone arrived at that conclusion. I think computer stuff is like that too, right? Like there's yeah, yeah, because I mean, if you're using software, it's software is programmed by somebody you know right so like yeah so you're just, you're just like, like, I want to yeah so even yeah, if you're like using it. even when you're using like more open-ended stuff like super collider or pure data or max or something like that there's still like systems within that that are meant to function a certain way you know mm-hmm. so it's yeah, easy to get I, I've always that. it's a, like it's limitless and it's like but it all sounds one way. How, what exactly. is, what is yeah, no. I mean, that's why I personally try not to only use one kind of software or something. Yeah. With Max especially, you hear that about. And then I'm yeah, like, yeah. it sounds like... Well, also, because, I mean, you know, there's there's that, that kind of software, there's, like, objects that are in it that you use, and, you know, they have functions, you know? It's like using a modular synth, you know? Right. In that right. way. But with the computer, it's easier to... You, you can get out of that. You just have to sort of, like, step out of the comfort zones of, like, audio software. Like, stuff designed for you to, like, make music with or something, you know. Right. That's why, like, like, these days I use a lot of software that's not for that, really. You know, it's just, like... You don't even use a DAW. What's that? You don't even use, like, a DAW. I use a DAW, but I use a DAW for a very, like kind of vanilla way really 
I mean, I that's not We're completely true. I'm, I'm sort of full of shit when I say that, but uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, but what no, that's true. That's like what sort of software process are you are you using? I mean, can you like you kind of told us a little bit? But I mean, can can you kind of just describe some of, more of your like? I'm gonna make coffee while this happens. You can't go. I, know, I, just use, I just use like so much shit. I don't know. I. uh like yeah, I mean, I have I use bit, I have a DAW, you know, I use Bitwig, um, which I use because it's pretty. That's like a, it's a pretty open ended DAW. It feels more like the kind of thing that feels it feels good for me because it feels very design oriented. Over like I don't know, Ableton feel or something like Ableton that feels very like direct. Like you're gonna make like a techno track right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which you know, no no shit talk on that or nothing. It's like fine. It's cool, but but then yeah, I don't know. It's like lately I've been using basically like iTunes and, you know, I've been using this media player that's just based on in your terminal, you know, you just kind of tell it to fetch a directory and then it just goes through it. Or like I'll use like, just like encoding stuff like FFmpeg and just like mash files together and convert them into different things and then work that way. Like what does, what does making a sound wave out of a JPEG it usually you, just ends up being like this wall of words. What does that sound like raw before you start? Like, what is what is that? Uh, I mean, it, it'll just end up being basically like a block of like white noise. Okay. No matter what, but that's fine to me. I don't really care. It's just for me, for that, it's just more of like a conceptual thing. Okay. At that point. But your result is going to be like this. Well, I could say if you ever use you could do it in like Audacity. Audacity, like underneath Audacity, FM, FFmpeg is an Audacity. And that can convert. That's what you use with that to convert your file from like a wave to whatever. But you can also convert like video to audio if you want to pull the audio out. But you can have it. You know, you can stick whatever you want in, and then it'll output something, mm-hmm. which is generally just like a big this, block of noise. You did this like when I first met you. You were doing it from Twitter. Uh, is this true? You were like, oh yeah, yeah. I was, was taking, like, oh, I was taking Twitter. Twitter stuff and putting it, turning that into wave files. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, yeah, it's just like it just turns into like this like mess. Yeah, but it's nice. You know, it feels you. You know, it feels pretty disconnected. Yeah. possibility for a live collaboration between the two of you would love to yeah how would that how would that look yeah. expensive <laughs> expensive <laughs> 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 
that big noise happened for a while. <laughs> Those big noise dollars at work. No, I think I don't know. I'd probably make noise and you process it on a computer. Yeah, I think it'd be that like simple. That. Yeah. Me with a table of pedals on the computer. Me hiding with a laptop somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, like in a different town. Yeah, probably. yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, Jason, you are in the studio right now, and you often work in a studio, which is pretty. I know you're not in the studio right now, but you, you. I'm no. I'm in a hotel. You're in a hotel right now, but you are like you've gone out of town to go work in a recording studio, and that's something that most artists don't do, and most artists, no noise artists, don't do. They might also think, why would I need to do that? Why would I want to do it? What What is that for you? It gives it meaning to me. Like now, I'll always remember the fucking bus trip. I'll remember the train. I'll remember the hotel. There, there will be unlike you know, like Dory. This, I guess, is why it's kind of opposite. There is sentimental attachment to the actual experience itself. Um, I'm just making source. I can fucking um, I I can make the record in my bedroom, and I'm, I'm ultimately gonna. Um, but like, I'll just have really good roomy source to fuck with, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I mean, there's a nice environmental change, though, you know. It is, yeah. I mean, I come home and I'm like, oh, my God, my terrible dog is amazing. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's nice to come home and she, the way that she eats my clothes, it just feels so much sweeter. <laughs> are there, like, are you doing a lot of, a lot of like, line recordings there? Because, I mean, or are you doing, are you? No doing it's all, I'm laundering audio is what I'm doing. I'm like. It's a bunch of computer shit that I'm doing a ton of replay through, through like a you know huge PA with amps in the other room. Um, picked up with microphones, so it has a like, uh, like a, I don't want to say live because it's it's like I'm playing shit out of like iTunes into pedals. Like it's not, it's nothing like live. It's you know like shit, like it's multi-track shit. But um, I'm trying to make it like not. I'm trying to make cut up stuff that doesn't sound cut up or that sort of sounds like in the room. Mm-hmm. Like oh, this cut up just happens to be happening. Not like kind of kind of like it's been ice. It's like acoustic. It's like that's kind of what I'm going for. Oh, cool. Like a one, like a just straight up acoustic sound. So that's what I'm going for. There's a lot of shit rattling in the background, like with the speakers moving to kind of give it this roomy sound. Um, yeah. That's why I'm here because I can't do that at home. But I mean, everything else you can do at home. But I, I can't like shake a room and make a fucking yeah yeah. For sure. Uh, that, so that's what I'm here for. Okay. Um, it's really taxing. <laughs> how did you guys get hooked up with um, Misanthropic Agenda? And was there any like w- label work or exchange with the label in terms of this album? Or was it just kind of like, here's the record? Do you no, Gary designed it. He's a really good designer. And um, he, he designed it based on a cage record. Um but no, it, it was. I mean, it was. We just sent him a thing, and then we released it. Okay. We released it. Um, I worked with Garrett uh, a long time ago on a Krimer record. He did a really good job. He was hitting me up, and we were. It was just a good time. Krimer record. Doing my next thing with him as well. We're happy with Garrett's work. Um, the great walk with me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> also stock at White Centipede Noise for a limited time only, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one I wish I wish the second song was the first song. I think about this. You say that every time. 
I, I think about this every. I can't think about that record with that thing. Like that first song really doesn't doesn't belong on there, man. Um, yeah, it's also if you look at the, at the track length, it's impossible to make vinyl. Like it's like it's like exactly wrong for like there had to be. It's it's weird. Like we Garrett and I actually talked about it, and it's like uh, you know side A would be like thirty minutes, and side B would be like four minutes. Anywho. That's that, cool. Yeah, that's how we got. In designing this, in designing this album, door, did you have any ideas or thoughts about exploiting some of the like characteristics of the CD format in kind of the same way that you have in the past with other formats? For this, yeah, no, because this was again, this wasn't my thing, so I okay. didn't want to really approach it that way. Okay, I so I, I, I you know I remember back in the day there were also you know there was hidden tracks there was like countdowns and shit like that I don't even know if people can make uh, you know if you bring that stuff something to a, a CD plant these days if they even will yeah do you that. can do that. It's, all that kind of stuff is just like you just have to it's talk so to the, you just have to talk to like the person that does that part of it you know yeah. it's the same thing with like a record like you just have to like talk to the engineer and like find out. Or, like, if you know what some of these tricks are, you just basically go, like, how do I do them? Or, like, right. what's the best way to do it? And, like, you can do those things. I mean, there's there's things you can do with the CD because there's, like, there's, like, these, like, tiny tracks in between each track. It's, like, I think it's, like, two seconds or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's stuff you can do. It's just, like, there's not as much you can do from what I've learned. Um, the hidden track before the album where you hit play and then you have to rewind through it and then it plays. It's a thing. Yeah, there's there's some stuff, but it, there's there's well, limitations with CDs. Like you can't. I think you have to have. There's like a minimum. Like I was trying to do this thing that was only one second tracks, but you can't really do that because it'll. When it's made, they'll still add time to it because there has to be. I think it has to be four seconds, something mm-hmm. like that. Or is it six? I guess it's on down. I thought it was seven. Maybe it's, but seven. Yeah, it's, it's some fucking number. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it yeah. has to be some specific number. You can only go up to like 99. You can't go past that. Right. You can't do 100 tracks. No. Uh, you, yeah, I, I did some research into it. I talked to a couple plants and it's We're like... Almost, we almost some people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and you'll be like, find out that's not true. You know, they'll be like, well, yeah, it'll like maybe not work. They'll be like, well, the CD might not work, but like we can. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? Someone but, also told me recently like the, 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 well, what's the maximum length of a CD? Like 79 minutes and some seconds. And that's like yeah. pretty like the one of the first dire- developers of the CD or like someone from like one of the first labels, like just wanted to make sure this certain Mozart piece fit on a CD. And that was like the, I thought it was like Beethoven's fifth actually. What's that? It was like Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was just that's, like, that's why it's that that's way. Why yeah. it's that way. And that's the only reason basically. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah, that it was invented to, to do the CD of that song. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no, it's weird. Like it could have been any number. Yeah. You know? It's also cause there's, yeah, there's also like a, just a general, what is it? There was the standard called like red or something like that. I yeah. forget. Yeah. There's also because I was like, look, when I was doing some research into CDs where I was like seeing what else you could do, it's kind of also like you're just sort of stuck with that standard because it's what how it's just going to be made, you know? Right. I mean, maybe I'm being ignorant. I don't fucking know, but. Sounds you aren't. I mean, that's, that's just true. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the case, of- right? Like, I think it's just that standard yeah. makes it so that's kind of like what you have to do. It does seem like, like in this day and age with kind of physical formats becoming kind of a like a, almost a novelty to most people that 
a lot of those things are just kind of like I, I I was I was trying to approach GX for a long time about reissuing the tractor LP that plays backwards from like the outer grooves to the inner grooves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do like a like a one to one like reissue of it. And I asked all these different plants. I mean, like the budget kind of plants that people use for noise records. And everyone's like, no, they have nothing would print backwards. That's not that weird. What's that? Maybe it is not. No one would print backwards. No, one, no, they just said we we don't we can't do that anymore. I don't know. They were just like, no. It seems like can't do that were, anymore. Well, they were just like, yeah, because they're all these fucking pressing plants. They're like these new pressing plants, and they just don't. don't do that. They don't know how or they don't do it. They for the record? With, with the record, yeah. Backwards, you, yeah. You just gotta talk to you just talk to the engine cut talk to the cutting engineer. I did at, at a couple places. Oh weird. Yeah, because if you talk to because it's just that kind of stuff is just like that's done in the cutting. So as long as the they can do it. You just have to find the right person. Like yeah. like for that record, the reserve mat and a record, I worked with this guy Tom Houndstein and who's based out of Lipsig, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just like the when I talked with another guy because that was a DMM. When I was talking to a guy that did lacquer cuts, he was just sort of like, "Yeah, this isn't really doable." But he's like, "If you talk to this guy in Germany where you can do like DMM pressing or DMM masters, like that guy can do it." Was that called Rand Music, the pressing plant, by chance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. I use them for. I use them for. Most of my LPs, and I think I asked them too, and they were, they didn't want to do it. Huh. I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, that guy was really open with me when I was like, "Do you want to do this really annoying thing?" Basically, you know. Um, and I'll, he was I'll, like, "Yeah, I'll sure. his name, and maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll try to hit him up again." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you. I mean, they you can do it. It's just one of those things. I think like people just don't do that stuff anymore. You know, yeah. like people don't really like fuck around with like. Generally, just send a master, you know? Right. Just like, here's the master. Can you cut it? You know? They don't really, like, go into, like, the nitty-gritty about it, but you can find someone, you know? It might be a hassle, though, but it's kind of worth it. Oh, cute cat. Indeed. Um, Jason, uh, I I posted on the the Discord server if anyone had a question for you guys, and and, and someone did have a question for you, Jason. Oh, God. (laughs) It's not. It's not bad. Uh, but they okay. they you ask um, when you're when you're making when you're recording in the studio. I'll, I'll I'll read word for word. Where does he make the difference between noise that sounds good and noise that sounds less good after it's recorded, or even poor recordings that can be considered as fierce ripping, shredding, etc. Like basically, I think like in your in your recording process in the studio, at what point do you kind of like? identify if a sound is useful or, or, or not? I don't. I don't until I listen to it, like, over a few months, like, when it's done. Like, not done as, not done as an album, but, like, when... Like, it's all... It still has to be mixed, because it's, like, a million mics and shit, so it's going to take, like, a... Or do you just mean... You mean my current process or just in general? I think what in general, the, when you're, like, when you're recording the studio, collecting source, which will then be kind of... Or like, just like, yeah, I don't know. If just if I'm at home, um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I it's like I like it or I don't. I don't. I, don't, I really don't know. Um, quality wise, what works what doesn't work. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. I'm not sure. Is that kind if, of, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I don't really have like a metric. I'm really touchy feely about crap. I can just kind of make it, and it's like, oh, it's, it's good. 
but I throw away a lot of noise. You know, I do make a bunch of stuff that doesn't come out. But. Do you ever force stuff? Like, do you ever find like a sound like, God, this sucks, but I'm just going to like process it or like EQ it and like. It's <laughs> fucking Is this sound ever usable? And I'm like, I hate it, but then I like kind of just try to dig at it for like days. And um, then, like, in the studio, it's like that. I'm never. Look, in my real practice of like actually making noise, it's like a few hours every single morning. And I think that like daily kind of coming back to it is why stuff gets good. Mm-hmm. Um, recording in the studio, actual studio, where I'm like standing in front of someone, like going through speakers, um, is I, I don't do marathons, but you know, but now I'm like, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow to like make noise today? In fact, to make noise for like seven or eight hours in a row. You know? So, like, I'll, I'll inevitably do, be doing some wacky bullshit at some point today, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm not. But it's hard to tell what's going to roll, what's going to suck. Because when you get it back with the sort of room factors and the echo factors and stuff, it's like some, you know, I don't know. It's like doing podcasts. Like, he did the Tabs Out podcast and just felt awful after. And he was like, that's how you know it was a good one. That's kind and of I was like, oh. Yeah. It's yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing. You don't fucking know until you hear it, and um, until you give yourself some time. Unless you just, unless you just know it's crap. Like if it's not worth pursuing, yeah. you need to stop. But um, what's what's it like? Because you you're working in like real quote unquote real studios with like you know experienced music engineers. How do you have like the same kind of couple people that you work with now? They kind of know what you're up to or how I have one person. It's JK. He runs Sands. It's, um, it's just a nice creative room with good amps. Okay. And, uh, I be- he does sound for like a lot of show- stuff in Richmond, like shows of all genres. So he, gotta- so he has the patience of someone who's sat through a million shows. Okay. So, which is fucking, you know, I need that. So I can, um, I just play basically through a PA and you know, then it's like, Hey, let's do this weird thing with the mics and he'll do it. It's not, it's not like I'm just like looking up studio in the phone book, you know, but there are, right, you know, right, right, right. So it's pretty specific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I can imagine um, feeling like that. I mean, I've kind of been in somewhat similar situations where you want to work on something, you want to bring something to a studio or have someone help you with something and then like bring it to them and like, you start feeling this like it's nervousness yeah. and being like, God damn it. It's like, it's, it's like the general feeling of when you play music for a friend, you're like, Oh, this is my favorite song. And then you like put it on in a room and the people are just like, you're like, fuck, no one likes this. This is really awkward. And like, that's like sometimes how it, doing it in front of people fucking is, is different. It's a whole different vibe. That's why I'm like to my, in order to not go insane, I am just like, this is just pure source. Let's make something that's low. Let's make something that's high. Uh-huh. You know, it's something that's mid, something that's loud, quiet. Like, I'm not even, like, there's no, I'm not recording songs or things with parts. Okay. You know? I'm just going to tinker on it until, like, next fucking May. Like, I'm, this is, this is like, every day for the whole winter. Like, when I'm making a library to pull from for the rest of the year and most of next, actually. What's the deal with that Halloween yeah. record you guys made? I, I just... Oh, come on! <laughs> I just got yeah. To, yeah. Did you do that in the What's the deal with it? It's just fucking solid gold, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's That's obvious crap. Um, it's obviously total garbage. Like it's, a, it's just a fun, stupid thing me and Rosie did for no good reason. There it is. 
Nice packaging. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 it's made this one thing on, on, on the announcement about the packaging. You can't complain about the packaging. It's free. It's and I was like, what's it going to be? It's it's definitely like. It's good you made that that disclaimer because I mean it's definitely just like a. For the world, a CD with a sandwich bag. <laughs> yeah, CD in a sandwich bag. There's no. Yeah. Um, no, there's nothing up with it. It was just a fun thing to do. Sometimes I like to do things that are fun. I don't know. I think the poster is pretty cool. Rosie Dusan. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So that's perfect in time for Christmas. It's a thing worth worth owning it for. It's just stupid. <laughs> me like cackling like a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. I gotta listen. I haven't. That's great. So you have like vocal like. You know, it's literally us making like wolf sounds. <laughs> 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 it's actual sound effects. It's real bad. I'm listening to that. Well, like, it, but, it, but if it has your yeah. voice, that's that's a bonus. That's, I mean, if it's just you bowing some weird like scary sound, that's one thing. But if it's like you making wolf sound. That's that's that's. No, no. There's definitely there's like four of your wolf variants. So you get <laughs> you get the whole spectrum of wolf. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's, yeah, it's terrible. It was, it's Halloween. Yeah. It's November. Yeah. Cool, guys. Well, what else can you tell me about the the record that um that that, that people need to know? I mean, it's out right now. Misanthropic Agenda. It's out. It's in a lot of distros. Yeah. I have it in stock. Um, it's on Nina. Oh yeah. Okay. What, what's up with I'm Nina? Tell me. I'm 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 not super familiar with Nina Protocol. Like, that, what? Tell me about that concept a little bit. It's fucking, just you know, they're trying to do this like alternative to Bandcamp, basically, where if you buy something, the artist gets all the money. They don't take any money from you. It's purely digital. You pay for it with Sol or whatever, which I guess is like dot is like crashing really hard right that's now. A or, that's a cryptocurrency. Yeah, if you could do it with fucking money, I would do it. Well, it's you like, can't go, just, you do you do do it with it's it's you pay like there's USDC like it'll just stay as like the dollar. You don't have to do the crypto part of it if you don't want to. That's just like wait, really? Yeah, you can pretty much yeah, it's like there's like they you can ha- like they use I think US I think it's like USDC is like the whatever like the dollar equivalent to the coin or whatever that always just stays stable. So if you hmm. if you sold like if you made like 200 bucks worth of stuff and it was paid for with like, you know, this currency like Sol or whatever, it's still just $200 and if, you know, that currency like dies, you still have the 200 bucks or whatever. You could just put oh. it in your bank account. Yeah, because they're yeah. just like not interested in crypto. It's like um but I I like the idea yeah, I mean, I like, like I, I like Nina. I, just, I don't know. Yeah, Nina's sort of like my main place for me in terms of like releasing stuff at this point. Well, I guess that's not totally true, but because I do obviously but, release yeah. stuff with other people. But if I'm doing something, I like I like Nina as a platform because it's just sort of this place where you can put your shit. You don't have to deal with yeah, like Bandcamp taking some of the money. Right. It just feels a little bit more free. I don't know, you... Like, I've done some releases on there that have been easier for me to do because, like, I'll, like, release something on there and include, like... Why can't you have more than one track? Why, why can't you have more than one track on your fucking release on Nina? Uh... I don't know. Like, what, what is that? Is this a photo? Well, what we imagine of, a it's sort of like the way that they were, It's sort of in this, like... My understanding of the way that I feel about it is it's sort of this more like patronage model 
where you're sort of like oh. the person you're, you're they're basically just giving you money to like do what you do is like the idea in a way you know what i mean do they make any so money like, what's up do they make any money anywhere yeah they make money yeah i mean i assume so how <laughs> you know i don't know i don't i don't work for them so i don't really know but i mean they definitely yeah. make some money somehow um I don't know, but yeah, like I've been able to do things on there that have been more like I can release something on there and then also as part of the release, like just dump like the code for like a pure data patch and be like the audio of this piece is the source and then the piece is you using the patch, which is on the post and you can just dump that patch onto your computer and then and then you, and then you can do it that way, you know. Which you can't necessarily, like, I don't know, it just feels like a platform that's more inviting for things like that to kind of, like, play around a little bit. Yeah. The digital medium is, like, I love digital, like, the digital medium, like, quite a bit. But it's sort of, like, the way that people interact with it is weird. Like, I don't know. I don't like the... It's weird to me to just, like, I don't know, just buy something to be, like, a playlist on your phone, you know? It's like yeah, that relationship that you can have with like a physical with physical mediums is nice, you know. Like there's like an interaction, yeah. and you kind of lose yeah. that with like digital mediums, especially like the way that the st- the standards of releasing them are. Like every Bandcamp page, it all looks the same, you know. Like every right. release right. will look the same no matter what, because it's just like here's the little square image, and here's the list of the tracks and the descriptor. You know, yeah. and it's like, it right. feels so boring. It's trying to be around you know, it's like, but then it's at the same time, it's still just an image and then you can't Yeah, you know, like there's track. all this play that you can have with like digital work that just doesn't matter. Yeah, no one, yeah, no one plays with it. Yeah. I feel like Nina gives you a little bit more option the to kind of play with that, you know, to me anyway. That's fair, actually, yeah. No, I'm like, I support them. I want to like do, but I just don't, I don't know what the benefit is for me well, the benefit, I guess, financially is that you just get the fucking money. No, I don't mean, no, I'm not even talking about money. I, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I would let if some crypto fucking bro wants to put my shit up on there, go, like, and you can take all the money. I want my stuff on there because I want my stuff on there. Yeah, I think but it's I just people, people have a difficulty on how to, like, interact with digital releases still. You know, there's just like, yeah. you're, you're so used to, like, you're tied to your phone, you know, you're used to how you interact with your phone. You're sort of dictated with how to interact with your technology by the designers of those technologies you know so and people are so settled into that it's like sort of hard to kind of play with i think well so i mean i think you guys understand like the world the world passed me by like 15 years ago it's like these new updates i use fucking band team about (laughs) i mean the, the, the the learning curve to get into something like that if you're not familiar with that world is steep and intimidating but at the same time i do feel like it's it's sort of yeah like you said it's a weird shame that still in this day and age like digital music is still means like uh an mp3 and a jpeg and on a two-dimensional screen you know like yeah yeah it's weird well it's like it's things i think i mean as much as like everyone's ingrained with like tech you know not necessarily are most people interested in it at all. So it's sort of, that's like the difficulty, I think. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, it's just like you engage with like tech all the time, but you don't like, you don't care about what's under the hood. You know, right. you're not thinking about those interactions yeah. or whatever. You're just thinking of like nothing. Cause it's just designed for you to interact with a certain way. You accept that interaction and that's sort of it. Right. Um, and something like Nina, I think because it's, you know, they're, you know, it's, what is it like web three or whatever the fuck, you know, it's like asking for more interaction, but people aren't necessarily like prepared for that or know how to engage it because they're so used to engaging with technology in a specific way that this thing that's sort of asking you to do a little bit more and think a little bit more about it is, yeah, it's like intimidating. It's confusing. And it's like, honestly, it's just like, it's still like so new that it's, it's like generally like the moment you say that there's something that's like crypto involved, the immediate reaction is like, oh, fucking bullshit, you know, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, like, I don't I don't know how to use Spotify. I don't have any digital like I don't I don't interact with digital music outside of like YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like it's so far past my ability. So like he, like it's like yeah, so it's like it's like laughable. Like I want my shit on there so I don't feel like an old dinosaur. Even though I am one, you know, it's like a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like it's still like a hurdle. I think it's still like I don't even think it's about feeling like a dinosaur. It's just like I think it's just like a hurdle that's still there. People just aren't quite yeah. sure how they interact with like tech. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. Like, I, I but I don't, I don't know. It's, not, nothing makes sense. I mean, most you know? people don't even really use a computer outside of the computer in their hand, you know? It's like... Right. I Yeah, I guess I do. I'm on one now. But, yeah, I guess I do. My yeah. phone is like an Obama piece of shit. But. Oh, nice. I had one of those. Yeah. It's, it's called a Hot Pepper. <laughs> it's the brand. That's what I'm rocking. Nice. A hot Pepper. Is Nina Protocol having, yeah. like, success? Is it catching on? Are people... Uh, yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, they're doing pretty good as far as I can tell. They've been doing a lot of like events and shit like that in New York. Um, there's always more people signing on to it. Like it was weird. I was there. I was at their place, like their, their headquarters or whatever. Their like office. It was really interesting to be there, sitting like sitting there while they're like having these like like. Um, like like talking with artists about them like signing up onto Nina and it was like so weird to me because I was like people like don't think twice about like putting their shit on Spotify or Bandcamp or whatever but like you're having like an right. onboarding meeting with like some techno dude to see that they're like cool with this and they're down yeah. and it was like it was it's that thing too where I'm saying with like people just like they're not sure how to interact with tech yeah so it's like oh this is this is different or something it's like well at the end of the day it's really not that different but. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a picture of a cover and a thing where you press play. I don't understand. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think they're trying to expand beyond that. This is just sort of like, they're still pretty fucking early. You know what I mean? In the project. It's less than a year, right? It's coming up on a year. Yeah, there's other things that they want to start getting. I, I know that there's talk yeah. about how to like incorporate like video stuff and like me dumping the, like the first time I dumped some code for a pure data patch, like I was talking to Mike and he's like, well, let's see what happens. You know, he's like, I don't know if this will like fuck anything up. Like, oh, cool, it worked. You know, cool. yeah. Um, and he was actually just talking to me recently about how, about a way to like incorporate like PD into Nina so that you could like have an interactive patch like on there. 
you know, so they got some shit they're trying to figure out because they want to expand beyond like, yeah, it just being Bandcamp with like uh, a different currency, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, I would use it over Bandcamp just if I could just PayPal. Like, I lo- I also like the idea of not being able to be deplatformed on there as someone who yeah, yeah, probably yeah. need that. Like yeah, in life, like but I do like because people's pages are constantly getting pulled off Bandcamp. That's the thing that probably noise bros should be aware of about me. And it's like it's not being deplatformed is a big part of it. Like, For sure, deplatformable. I mean, you know, it's yeah, a, I mean, I it's, it's a, I I need to check it out more because it's a it's it sounds like it sounds like the future in some way. I think for me it has it's, it still has to break out of the. I mean, it still has to some that stuff still has to somehow eventually be more like appealing or, or like usable to someone who doesn't have that under the hood. Yeah, I mean, they're working they're working on all that, from my understanding, from conversations and stuff like that with like Jack and like Mike and they they uh that's something that they're working on. I think they're also working on another way of like payment that's a little bit easier for people. That's and it's not it, that's like less intimidating because you know like people think like oh shit I got to use like this weird currency what the fuck you know yeah. even though it's like actually like well, pretty yeah, cut, I right? establish a wallet and I'm like I have a wallet I don't want to remember the <laughs> fucking password like to, to give but it's money easy. it's not like fun you know you just put your email in you get a code you make your wallet done uh, yeah but it's just really like it's, there's just this other like I don't know there's this sort of like. I don't know, like scary mystique about that shit for people still where they're like, isn't it? It's just all a scam or some shit like that. And it's just like, it's just like well, another I, fucking I dollar. Understand, I understand the concept. I just don't have a bank account. No, I know that. I'm not like, saying you don't. I'm just saying in general, there's like this idea that there's like something else about it, but I don't know. It's just another fucking well, dollar, you know? Well, I'm going to well, I mean, I guess PayPal scam me in like the 90s this year. I'm gonna try to put up links then in like the, the description of this video, like, like a kind of like a starter pack for this kind of sh- shit. For myself and maybe for other people, maybe you can send me some stuff to or like a yeah, link for sure. and, and you know just I think this is this is interesting territory that I know very little about and I think would be good to maybe. Oh yeah, the other thing with Nina too that it's like you don't have to pay for anything to listen to whatever. It's not like Bandcamp where it's yeah. like now you got to buy it. You know, as far as like for the person who's engaging, like you can just listen to it mm. for free forever. I mean, it's basically all for free. Everything's free. You don't have right. to pay anything. You pay if you want to. And I mean, as like an artist that's on it, like, I've made money. So that's how they pay for hosting. Cool. What's up? They have to pay for hosting. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I just like if you do like a if you release something, there's like a tiny like transaction fee, but it's like it's literally like pennies. You know, that's it. Right, right. It's like nothing. And in the resale, you can. I, I've never sold or bought anything on there, but apparently, you can set a percentage that you get. Yeah. Every so time if you sell something, like I mean, yeah, it's like an NFT in that way. You know, whatever. It's like if you sell something to somebody, you know, you can if they sell it as like because somebody wants that thing because like you know whatever collectible whatever same shit as fucking buying tapes and records or whatever just the digital equivalent to like a physical thing. If someone sells it, you get a percentage. They're really kind of going for discounts in a way, like more than they're going for Bandcamp, actually, in yeah. a cool way. So you can like dictate your percentage you get back, and I think some people have already played with that too. Where like if you like buying it, it will never accrue value for you. You know, like it's that it was like the point of it. It'll be like yeah. if you sell it, you just lose all your money, and it goes to the artist instead, kind of shit. Yeah. You know, 
That's cool. Which is yeah. kind of fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's cool. I'm conceptually very behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I love how we talk about the record for 30 seconds. And we're like, it's on Nina. And just, you know, oh, right. Interesting the whole album. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so before we, before we say our goodbyes, um, tell me more, more of the record, what people need to know about it, and what's uh, coming up uh, in the future for you guys. We're going to make more, but we haven't talked about it yeah, yet. Yeah, we want to do a follow-up for sure because it was like – I know. I, I loved working on it. It was like – it was nice to just like have like this like huge chunk of material from somebody and just be like, how the fuck should I use this in a way that's like not how I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. And I like the, the results right. are great. My, you know, to me. I expected it to be way more fucked with. So, and it was like totally fucked with. But I expected like the, it to be characteristically changed, but nothing was. It yeah, was yeah. Like no, I tried to like kind of keep to it and just sort of. I don't know. Let it sound like I don't know what it was. Something we're gonna do something. We're, we're gonna, gonna do something know, for year. sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe really wimpy. I don't know. Wimpy. Yeah. Fuck it. Annoying. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Shitty. I, I have this like. When you something that sucks, fuck something yeah. sucks, come. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. You're the guy. You the guy. <laughs> I'm the man to see you. You want? <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, it's you know, it's on Misanthropic Agenda. It's available at every distro. It's on Spotify. It's on you know, It was five okay. hours. Now it's like twenty minutes. <laughs> Twenty-two minutes. Yeah. It was literally five hours. Yeah. The source recordings are cool too. They're good. I'm sure. They're they're like good, stand, yeah. They mostly stand on their own, for sure. That's what was funny they about it, too, you know? I wanted, yeah, it's weird because I can't, like, now be like, here's a live noise. I just wanted to prove to myself I could do it. And then it's like, nobody really needs to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you can okay, expanded, like, yeah, the five, 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 I was thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. I, don't know. I want, like, short. I do like sh- I like do I do like that? short for harsher stuff. Generally. I just did a fucking fucking I want short now. Like I'm like okay now if I could just say all that in one LP. Jason, you approached me at one point. And you were like, I'm going into the studio and I'm going to work on like live played harsh noise that'll be like really good. Like that's what door I did. That's what it was. To take yeah. shit and then like we were maybe going to like do like a release on white semi noise and then you're like ah something else came of it. So this is probably that right. This is literally that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I don't know. I just do a lot of stuff. I'm a fucking music guy. I make music. I love it. I love the blending <laughs> of like computer music with harsh noise. And I love the, the blending of both worlds. And it's came out really well. So highly recommended by me. Yeah. And um, yeah. Thank you guys for taking a little bit to talk with me about it. And uh Take care, and we'll keep in touch. Yes, See you All guys. Right. Oh, yeah. See ya. That was Door from Network Glass and Jason Krumer talking about their new CD on Misanthropic Agenda. So make sure you go pick that up from the label or any of the fine distros carrying it. If you're listening to or watching this podcast, head over to patreon.com slash white centipede noise now and support it. Starting at just €3 Euros a month, you can show your support for what I do here and get lots of benefits in return, whether it's bonus WCN TV episodes, the Maniac Circle Discord server, discounts at the mail order, exclusive giveaways, and more. 
There's a lot of work that goes into producing this show on a weekly basis, and without your support, it's not possible. So head over to patreon.com slash white centipede noise now to support white centipede noise podcast. Thanks for listening and keep the noise flowing.